Courageous, Successful, and Happy isn't a goal. It's not a place to get to. It's a place to come from. I'm Tracy Oswald, and I am the High Achievers Coach, and each week we are going to get real and go deep on what's holding you back, how to face it head on so you can finally live your vision with clarity and confidence. Hey, this is Tracy, the High Achievers Coach, and I want to welcome you to the inaugural episode of the Courageous, Successful, and Happy podcast. You know, it's so funny. This is my um, my first podcast that I'm doing solo. I have another podcast for the USA Today Network called The Growth Lab, and I host it with a co-host. So this is a totally different experience, but I'm super excited to see what this develops into, um, carrying the whole show myself as opposed to having a co-host and having guests. So really, really interested to dive in. Um, I, for this inaugural episode, I, I wanted to start with my story, right? I think it's really important to let my listeners know how I got here, the struggles I went through, um, kind of the, the corners I turned, the things I realized that made me who I am today, right? That helped me become uh, the high achievers coach. It helped me become a VP at a, a global media company, I coach high-achieving women all over the country. I speak all over the country, um, doing a lot of amazing things that I would never have done had I not taken this journey and come to realize these things. Um, So I wanted to share it with you guys. And um, it's really funny for those of you who know me, you know how much I I love immersive theater. And you guys, listeners out there, you're going to hear a lot about it uh, on this show. So buckle up and get ready. Um, But it really, my journey really all started with this warm summer evening back in August of 2012. And back then I was a sales leader for a a digital marketing company in New York City, Um, lived on Long Island, worked in New York City, and had a really great life, right? I had this amazing team. I had amazing coworkers. I still love them to death. I see the frequently. And I felt like I was pretty successful. The money was great. Um, I was doing what I loved. I was learning new things every day. And it felt really great. But had you met me back, and had you met me back then, you would have thought like everything was amazing. But I was this really different version of myself. And it was through the experience that I'm going to share with you right now that I realized that I was living a life of extreme self-doubt. I had, I was not practicing any kind of agency or, you know, self-agency in my life. And what was amazing about this experience is that it, it this night that I'm going to talk to you about right now opened me up to becoming who I am today. And, and like I said, getting certified as a coach, uh, moving across the country um, and pretty amazing things happened. So it was way, way back in August of 2012. And I left my office on 31st Street between 7th and 8th Avenue in New York City. It was right across the street from the, you know, the huge Macy's in Herald Square. Um, that's where I worked. And my outside my window, my office window uh, during the Christmas time, they had, you know, I could see the all the Christmas decorations um, and they had this huge sign in lights. And I think they still do it. It says believe in like twinkling lights. So it was kind of like a really awesome location to have to go to work every day. Um, and 
I, I left the office and the, I walked down to Chelsea and the walk was only 20 minutes um, down to 27th Street between 9th and 10th Avenue. Um, and I decided to walk that night because it was, even though it was August, it was sort of this balmy, breezy afternoon and um, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too humid. And also the thought of getting a cab on a Friday night in New York City, that's like next to impossible. So I chose the walk. And I met my friend, Michelle. Um, hey, Michelle, if you're listening. Um, we stood online and this really big man, all dressed all in black, took our IDs and stamped our hand with this little pineapple um, stamp. And um, I, I, like, I felt excited. I felt really excited and nervous. I was just so excited to go inside this place called Sleep No More. Now, I had already read a little bit about it, and I thought I had a pretty good idea of what the night had in store, right? I thought that it was going to be this super like cultured evening where we would walk around with our you know, cocktails in our hands and watch these little scenes play out um, in little vignettes with music, and it would be really cool, and we, I would sort of be this observer of really cool art and performance art. I had no idea that this night would change my life. Now, Sleep No More, like I said, is what they call immersive theater. And it's based on Shakespeare's Macbeth. Um, but it has lots of other layers of stories woven in in this dreamlike intensity. It has um, Hitchcock's Rebecca, also a little bit of Psycho, not too much craziness about Psycho, but really, really cool um, borrowing from Hitchcock. Amazing. It also has the true story of the Paisley Witch Trials of 1696 characters woven in, and also the true story of King James and Queen Anne of Scotland. And like I said, it's all like woven together in this amazing, intense, um, fantastical experience. It has um, a ballroom, it has a graveyard, it has a street line with shops, it has three speakeasies, a detective agency, the Macbeths and the Macduff's living quarters, and just oh so much more. And you experience the show by exploring, by opening doors and drawers, by rifling through papers and books, by coming upon the actors, acting out their scenes through dance and through music, and sometimes, if you're really lucky, interacting with them. And if you see a character that really interests you, you follow them, even if it means like running up the stairs two at a time. And the entire experience from start to finish is magical. And you enter what's called the McKittrick Hotel, and that's where Sleep No More happens, by checking in and getting a playing card. And also, by the way, a little bit of spoilers, not too much, guys, but a, a little, little spoiler alert here. You check in, you get a playing card, and you walk up this really dark, foreboding staircase. You get to this really cool candlelit maze where it's sort of amazing music and it, it absolutely disorients you. And you pop out the other side into this bustling speakeasy um, set in 1939. And the whole experience is actually set in 1939 in this five-story, 100-room hotel they call the McKittrick. You get into the speakeasy and the bartender offers you an old-fashioned or a shot of absinthe, or my favorite are the champagne cocktails. 
And the music that's playing is the Ink Spot and Artie Shaw and um, just incredible music from the 30s and 40s. And I'm like tingling with anticipation and the air is intoxicated. And um, the first time I went, I was half thinking like, this is going to be amazing. I have no idea what's going to happen. And and the other half of me was like, what did I get myself into, right? It was just I was anticipating with with every fiber of my being what was going to happen. And I had the two of hearts in my hand. That was my card. And I heard the master of ceremonies that night, Calloway, calling cards. And he said, all aces, twos, and threes, please step this way. I will never forget that the first time. It was just like, I can still hear it. It was so incredibly um, magical. And it's funny, a few important things that you need to know about the whole experience is that for, it runs for three hours and for the whole time, you have to wear a mask and you cannot talk. And what's what was funny about this the first time I went, and I hear it every single time I go, I hear the same kind of like chatter, that when people are told these two facts before they go into the experience that you have to wear this mask and you get this mask to put on and you can't talk, people are much more concerned about the not talking part than they are about having to wear this strange mask for three hours, which kind of makes me wonder what they do in their spare time, right? Um, and maybe for some people that's true, right? Maybe the the concept of not talking for three hours is inconceivable for some people. But my thought that first time was like having complete agency and choice while I had absolute anonymity. It was kind of like like the dream come true when you were a kid and you wanted to be invisible so you could go wherever you want and do whatever you want and experience whatever you want. It's like it came true. And as the elevator operator lets you off on one of the five floors, he gives you two pieces of advice. Everything is not as it seems and fortune favors the bold. I was not prepared in any way for the sheer beauty of the world of Sleep No More when I stepped off the elevator into the darkness. And I remember standing there for a couple of minutes just sort of to gather my bearings, right? To get my let my eyes get adjusted to this really dreamy atmosphere. And I remember feeling afraid. And not afraid in the someone's going to jump out and scare me way, but Afraid because I was in this 100,000 square foot dream, this five floor, 100 room wonderland in which I had complete agency and choice. And that was the thing that scared me. Like, why was that so terrifying? And what did it say about me in that moment? That I was afraid to go experience things, to play, to connect with other humans and these, these actors and these characters, even though I had permission to do exactly that from the creator of this grand cavernous wonderland. Well, I believe because up until then, I really hadn't practiced this in my life. So I didn't know how. I had allowed my brain to continue to serve me thoughts that weren't true. Anytime in my life that an idea, I would have an idea that would push us into sort of this unknown territory where I might make this big mistake and do something wrong or really fail. 
my brain would do everything in its power to make sure that that did not happen. It wanted me to color inside the lines, take the paths we've always taken, and just not rock the boat, right? And it's so funny because when I think about all the roads not taken, the decisions I didn't make, right? The invitations I declined because it was simply safer not to even try. Because if I only did the things I knew I couldn't fail, in all of those decisions I didn't make, I had epic failures, right? I was incredibly um, safe and still I failed over and over. Like And like I said, don't get me wrong, I was super successful, led a big team of digital sales reps in New York City, had this wonderful family, great house, nice clothes, all of the trappings that success can offer. I was the quintessential high achiever, right? I got stuff done. But deep in my heart, somewhere deep inside of me, I knew I was phoning it in because I was thinking... I'm just going to do the things that I knew I could succeed at. I'm not going to explore and experiment and create, right? I'm not going to put myself in a position where I can't control the outcome, where where success or where the goal is not the point, right? Because I knew how to how to create stuff. I knew how to create results, whether it was sales results, creating a team, creating a program, creating a tra- whatever it was. I knew how to get results, and if I stayed on that track right? It, it, I sort of got that high achiever cred, right? Those, those high achiever points that I've stored somewhere, right? In the universe that allowed me to retain my status as, right? This amazing high achiever. What I didn't allow myself to do was to explore where there was no actual goal on the other side of it, to experiment, to play, to understand, to to not just understand, but to experience and feel new concepts that would open up incredible opportunities for me. And I see that now, right? But back then it was like, nope, not not happening, right? If there is not an absolute point and I can't win at something, I am not doing it. My brain was just telling me, just keep on this track. You're already successful. Like, don't think about what you really want to do because it's never going to happen for you. And I had... Even back then in 2012, and that's what, almost 2020, seven years ago, I I wanted to play a bigger game, right? I wanted to aspire to connect, to travel. I wanted to help people all over the country, all over the world. I wanted to play this bigger game, but I couldn't from where I was coming from, right? If By setting myself up to only do the things I knew how to do, I there was no way I could get there. So my brain was just telling me, look, you have a life that most people wish they had. And I did at that point. Like I was successful that I should just be grateful and just soldier on, right? Because in the back of my head, this is what I heard. You're probably just going to fail anyway. And like I said, it just makes it so funny because in all of the safe things I have done, I have royally screwed things up like epic failures. So staying in my loop, in my controlled environment. It didn't just save me from bad experiences, but it really limited the wonderful experiences, the growth experiences, and it kept me really, really small. My whole life, like you guys, I thought I was making decisions for myself, right? I thought I was exercising my free will, really exercising my agency. 
But by allowing myself to keep thinking thoughts that were not true, that did not serve me, thoughts that got me the results, right? But didn't get me the results that I really wanted or or that I was really capable of. And I was just handcuffed by the lies that I told myself. And when I think back now, like I abdicated my agency a long time ago. I hadn't made, like I think when I was 10 years old, right? When, When you're a kid, you have this fearless kind of vision of how you want to live and you just do whatever you want until society and people and you're, you know, you start to learn that things hurt when you fail and you start to hem in your life and your decisions and what's possible until you're on such a narrow swath. It feels like a tightrope that, yeah, you're getting these results, but it's, it's not what you want to do. And you're just stuck in this loop, this never-ending high achiever, have to cash the check, have to put the high achiever currency in the bank. And I hadn't made a decision from a place of total free will and agency in just decades and decades. The experience I had that night, that August evening in 2012, it, it shook me to my core. It excited me. It opened me up for ways for me to play with human connection and intimacy. Something that I would never thought I needed help with, right? I was in sales. I was a people person. I connected with people. People love me. I love people. So I didn't think I needed help with human connection and intimacy. But it showed, this experience showed me myself. And, and it allowed me to start to, bit by bit, recognize my self-doubt. It was a while before I start to shed it, but it, but it allowed me to recognize the self-doubt, to become more sure of myself, more confident in myself. Because this experience, this playground was this mirror, right, that reflected how I engaged with the world. And after that night, I, the experience was done. I got out of it. And you go back into the spe- speakeasy when you're done. And like, I had this intense feeling of like, I don't know what just happened to me, but I have to do it again, like right now. It was a visceral feeling that there was something more for me aside from the experience. It was like parallel narratives of what I the show that I was experiencing, the characters that I was experiencing, but also it it was opening up this other track for me, looking at myself, looking at how I engage with myself, what I believe to be true about myself in the world, and my self doubt, and what was possible. So it was this incredibly rich parallel narrative. And I went back a month later. I think it was about a month later. And I I was like, you would have thought Sleep No More was paying me to bring people, right? I was bringing anyone and everyone that I loved and cared about to this show. And so I went the month after that and the month after that and a couple of weeks later. And I was using Sleep No More as my laboratory, my playground, as a way to explore my relationship with myself and with other people, and with what I believed to be true about everyone, the world, the universe. So I started to get braver, and I started to change. And this one experience started me on my path, my evolution, and ultimately to exactly where I am today in this room recording this show for you. All you high achievers out there, I see you, I feel you, I get you, I know what you're going through. Funny, in the show, it's really important to open all of the doors you encounter, not metaphorically, but literally, 
So I began doing that in real life, both literally and figuratively. And literally jiggling hand, you know, doorknobs to see what was on the other side. And shedding my self-doubt has opened me up to so many opportunities. Like I said, I moved to from New York to Dallas, and that was really hard, um, but I love it now. Became a VP at a major media company, got certified as a coach through IPEC. I started a coaching practice, and now I speak all over the country with the USA Today Network. I co-host a podcast for them called The Growth Lab on by Local IQ. I deliver keynotes to companies and organizations about Becoming from a place of courage, success, and happiness, not wanting to get to that place, and also the ROI of courage. I host this podcast, Courageous, Successful, and Happy, and I coach high-achieving women uh, all over the country to execute on their visions with clarity, with confidence, and get the results that they really want. And as I record this episode, I've been back to sleep no more 35 times. Yes, it's a lifestyle, guys. Don't judge Um, And I travel all over the country now going to immersive theater experiences. I am, um, if you are into immersive theater, um, check out the um, No Percentium podcast um, as well as their blog because they have, you know, sort of time zone by time zone, all of the immersive and experiential things happening out there. Incredible, incredible resource. I've learned so much. Um, So I go to immersive theater shows all over the country. I take my VIP coaching clients and group coaching clients to immersive experiences as part of their journey. And it, it's, it's become an incredibly important part of my life as I continue to push the boundaries of human connection, intimacy, and growth. And guys, this podcast is going to be an incredible journey and resource for you and for me because we're in this together. Like I said, my high achievers, I see you. I know what you're going through. You are shackled by this loop that you're in, right? This constant need to feed the engine that keeps producing the results regardless of what you want, what you truly want, what you know you're capable of. And that feeds the fire and fans the flame of your self-doubt because you get such accolades and such rewards and monetary and people tell you you're so great at doing the thing that you're doing that stepping off that path is terrifying. I get it. I know what you're feeling. So my wish, and I offer, keep joining me on this show because we are going to really go deep on what's holding you back, how you can break out of it, things that I'm learning along the way with myself, with my clients, with the groups that I coach, and just from life in general. And yes, there will be immersive theater sprinkled in liberally throughout this show because it's it is such an important part of my life so i thank you so much for joining me like i said this is the inaugural episode of the courageous successful and happy podcast my name is tracy oswald i am the high achievers coach have a great day and i will talk to you guys soon Thanks for listening to another episode of Courageous, Successful, and Happy. It's not a place to get to. It is a place to come from. Listen, if you love what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so appreciated. And I will talk to you guys next week.